0: Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles everywhere, to the Eagles Insider podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Eagles Insider Dave Spidero with you here at the NovaCare Complex on this Thursday. Eagles getting ready for Sunday's game in Las Vegas against the Raiders. The four and two Raiders. Um, impressive performance from them last week against Denver Eagles. Of course, coming off that Thursday night loss to Tampa Bay. So. A mini-bye week. We know that the schedule has markedly improved in the Eagles' favor in terms of wins and losses of their upcoming opponents. In fact, the Eagles, by the numbers, have the easiest schedule in the NFL the rest of the way. We'll see exactly what that means moving forward. Um, let's get caught up here on a bunch of things here at the Novacare Complex. Um, we know Zach Gertz was traded. We heard from Nick Sirianni about that in our podcast on Tuesday I'm going to give you just a one player's reaction, Jason Kelsey's reaction to it, priceless and really typical of what this locker room believes. Zach Ertz, a nine-year eagle, one of the greatest ever, finds a new home in Arizona. So in a second, we'll get to that. <clears throat> Lane Johnson also back on the practice field. That is great news. We'll find out about his status for Sunday a little later in the week. Um, but so far, so good for Lane. And we'll hear from him. Kelsey and Fletcher Cox on that in just a moment. Dallas Goddard activated off the COVID 19 list, so he's the guy at the tight end position. An evolving tight end position. It's Goddard. It's Jack Stahl, a rookie from Nebraska. It's Tyree Jackson, a former college quarterback, you know the story, now a tight end. His 21 day practice window has opened, so he's back on the practice field, not active yet on the roster. But after that back injury suffered in training camp, having him back, it gives you understanding that the Eagles want to take a look at this young man, this tremendous athlete, who was so impressive in training camp, and really every day opened eyes. So, whether he plays this week or not, we don't know. Um, but he will play soon, and he will be somebody to evaluate because he's a six foot seven inch, just great athlete, raw talent, dripping ability. Should be fun to watch him work his way in to the Eagles' picture at tight end. A bit later in the podcast, we've got a couple of great young visitors, offensive lineman Landon Dickerson, and the angle that I took in this interview is trying to get to know Landon a bit. He's an Eagle Scout, and I wonder, you know, do you understand how hard it is to be an Eagle Scout? There's only 2.5 million Eagle Scouts in the world. The Boy Scouts of America founded in 1911, and only 2.5 million have attained the rank of Eagle Scout. We'll hear from Landon about that and about how that may have kind of helped him here in his NFL career. Also, wide receiver Quez Watkins has become the big play receiver in this offense. His second year is a whole lot different than year one. We'll find out why in just one moment. Let's get to some sound, though, from the Eagles locker room about, you know, what's going on here. And number one, the return of Lane Johnson. Fletcher Cox absolutely Voicing his approval, his praise, his love for number 65.
1: You know, when you get a guy back in the building, especially a guy like Lane, I mean, all-pro guy like Lane, one of one of the guys, you know, that's always been around. You know, one of the one of the best offensive tackles in football. So it's always good when you got a guy like him back in the locker room. Um, and you know, of, of course, you know, we, he know we, he know we all got his back. And um, I think, like I said last week, you know, we all got our problems. You know, and uh, you know, you everybody got a different a different deal. But, you know, you got to feel for a guy, you, you know, you you know, you know see him and you, you try to pick him up and, you know, just talk to him and just, you know, and just be normal, you know. I think that's all he wants to love and know that a guy's in the locker room got his back. He shouldn't feel bad about nothing, you know. Um, like I just said, we all have, you know, real-life problems. We're all human, and I think that, you know, sometimes people, um, they don't realize it, they forget. They think they were bulletproof, um, and,
0: and that's, the, that's the funny part about it. So, um, like you said, we all got his back, and um, we look forward to seeing him uh, 65 on the field on Sunday. And then Jason Kelsey. Johnson's line mates echoes what Cox said. Everybody is glad to have Lane Johnson back at the NovaCare Complex.
2: It's great to have him back. Lane's an awesome person, an awesome player. Um, he's a guy that makes meetings just more fun to be in. Um, just a great guy, and uh, you know, so it's it's great to have him back. I'm, I'm glad he is back, and um, you know, I'm glad he's addressing some of these issues. So I think that, um, you know, we're all really, really happy for Lane to be here.
0: As I said earlier in the podcast, we heard from Nick Sirianni about the trade. We obviously heard from Howie Roseman about the trade of Zach Ertz. Now let's hear from Kelsey, who obviously still has the blonde hair, had the bet with, uh, Ertz. The bet was Ertz thought he'd be traded by the time the season began. Kelsey didn't think he'd be traded by the time the season began Kelsey lost the bet, got the blonde hair. Ertz gets traded anyway, and as Kelsey said, he got the short end of the stick. <laughs> but he's really happy for one of his best friends.
2: You know rough. rough. Spent a lot of time together. I thought he was going to be happier after the game than he was. You know, I think, uh, you know, even though obviously kind of made aware that he was looking to be someplace else all offseason, and, you know, once you are a part of a team – uh, for the season and obviously for the amount of time he spent and uh, invested into this organization this city this fan base i think it probably all hits you at once no matter whether it's the best thing for you or not um you know he was you know he was very emotional after the game so um i'm really happy for him obviously but uh i'm gonna miss him for sure
0: let's talk a little football here. We know that the Raiders are a vertical passing team. They are explosive as all get out. They got some great wide receivers. Henry Ruggs, Brian Edwards, that tight end Darren Waller is terrific. Here's safety Rodney McLeod as he talks about the challenges the Eagles defense has on Sunday.
3: They're a very explosive offense. Uh, Derek Carr is having a great season. Uh, have a real good skill group. Uh, Tight end's great. Uh, Rugs obviously uh, grabs a lot of attention, and and Josh Jacobs runs the ball hard. So uh, it's top down, man. They're uh, they're a stout group, uh, and we know we have to come out and play our best ball on the road in order to get a victory.
0: And along those lines, defensive tackle Javon Hargrave, he and his six sacks, they know that they've got to win up front and get to Derek Carr. Huge. So... That's kind of the key, right? For the Eagles' defense, with a four-man pass rush, they have to win, and they have to get after the Raiders' quarterback. Here's Javon Hargrave.
1: I mean, he, he, he done played football for a while, so he just know where to go to with the ball. Um, You know, he got a great arm, so he got a um, fast receiver, so he just, you know, he can do everything.
0: Offensively, the Eagles need to put it together for 60 minutes. That is a message... That Jalen Hurts and all of his teammates are talking about this week. I know we have
1: everything we need here, and I believe that it's just a matter of, of doing it. You know, you look at us and we we've, we we failed to be consistent enough to win ball games. Um, we've been in every game, and we just failed to be consistent enough to win. So um, it's all things that we control, and we know that, and um that's that's why we're so eager uh, for this week and this opportunity and to go out there and practice.
0: All right, now let's get to some exclusives here. Landon Dickerson, starting at left guard, second round draft pick. A lot of personality. I I always kind of look at him and go, this kid is like as country as you can be, like just a high-achieving, smart, loves to play football, great personality. And so we had a little chat this week about some of the things that he accomplished before becoming an NFL player and how that may have helped him now that he's in the big leagues. One-on-one with Landon Dickerson. So you're definitely, you seem to be a very much of a high achiever. And one of the things that you've achieved is uh, the rank of Eagle Scout. And it's pretty incredible. Um, only 4% of Scouts have earned the rank. Um, why was it important to you? And what, Landon, do you think it's meant to you in your life? Uh, I mean, I think it was a great opportunity for
3: me to learn a lot of life skills. Um, you know, whether it be you know, you know, leadership stuff or, you know, backpacking, hiking, how to fix things, that kind of deal. I mean, I really just, I enjoyed everything we did there and I thought it taught taught me a lot of good lessons, uh, things I can use later on in life.
0: Was there a service project that you uh, had to complete and, and what was it?
3: Yeah, so for me, I installed park benches at a local park where I'm from.
0: Very cool. How old were you when you attained the, the rank of Eagle Scout? Uh, I think 17. And was it something that your family felt was really important for you, Landon, or something that you kind of approached on your own? How did the whole thing kind of come together?
3: Yeah, my dad was in the Scouts. Uh, he was the Eagle Scout as well, so... Um, Yeah, it was always it was something that was important to our family, and he wanted me to get into it, and I enjoyed it.
0: Fantastic. So, so at an early, so you kind of would you consider yourself um, a leader, kind of a leader always in your life in terms of how you want to dictate your life? Um,
3: I wouldn't say in every aspect. I mean, there's a time and a place for everything. You know, there's times to lead, there's times to follow.
0: As it relates to football, would you, would you say that uh, attaining your, your, the Eagle Scout um, is in any way comparable to your, to your journey in football? And, and has maybe provided any sort of guide in terms of discipline or, or, or being somebody who completes tasks or who follows um, direction? You, would you say that there's a correlation?
3: I would say there is. I mean, there's a lot of great lessons to learn from, you know, both things. I mean, you learn a lot from football. You learn a lot from scouting. Um, you know, there's you can you can use them both to, you know, help one another.
0: Landon, did, did when you were when you've gone through some ups and downs in your career, what what, when you've had the, the down moments, what have you kind of relied on to keep your outlook so positive? Um, and keep looking ahead. What, what, where's kind of the base of that come from?
3: Well, I don't, I don't really like to say I have down moments. Um, there's learning opportunities, and there's times to grow. It's not really, you know, you. I, I never really like to be pessimistic and say there's down times. I mean, you know, there's, there's always opportunities for growth and to learn and change and become better.
0: So when you've been injured, you don't see that as a down moment. No, it's a learning opportunity. That's interesting. I think that's a great attitude to have. Some guys can really go the other way when they're hurt. That's, um, that's a really important distinction. Have you been one of those guys who's ever helped other guys come through tough times, injured times?
3: Yeah, I mean, if you know, if guys come with injuries, and you know, it's I I know some people get you know in bad places when they have injuries or things aren't going well in life, but um you know for me it's always you know what what's going to help that person do they need a distraction from something do they need you know something you know if it's like injury wise if you can you know, if you got injured and something could have prevented it or helped prevent it or help you recover faster or something like that you know it's always that's that's a moment to learn from it and say okay i wasn't doing this before maybe i should incorporate you know x y and z into my routine to you know, help my body stay healthier. Do this, that, and the other.
0: Landon, when did you fall in love with the game of football?
3: Uh, probably whenever I was four years old, when I first started playing.
0: <laughs> what What about it? Uh, do you love so much?
3: Uh, being a part of the team, and it's just it's a unique opportunity. Um, you know, most you know ninety nine point nine nine percent of the population doesn't you know, understand, you know, NFL football, say, but even, you know, a lot of people played sports growing up and they understand just, you know, we're, we're a different type of people. We're different, you know, we have a different mindset. It's not a, you know, it's not a normal nine to five that we work. So, you know, being surrounded by people that are like-minded that, you know, they like learning, they like developing, they like performing at a high level and, you know, being part of a team sport where, you know, one person can't carry the team it takes all 11 guys on the field the whole entire team to you know be great
0: and and obviously the physical aspect of it is something that you have you always been a physical guy from the time you were four years old you just like being physical
3: Uh, i mean i don't really think flag football was a time to be physical (laughs) but i've always been a bigger kid a stronger kid and I've always had a physical side to the wide play.
0: What is the NFL lifestyle like? How 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 are you enjoying it? Uh, seven weeks into your NFL career,
3: I enjoy it. It's fun. It's um, I I get to do something that I've been doing since I was four years old. So I don't know why anybody would have any complaints. I mean, it's you know I get to continue playing football. So I mean, there's nothing I can complain about. It's you know it's a dream come true.
0: And and Landon, the, the challenge of being great at this level. Um, I'm not sure people understand how how great the people you're going against are. Is it? it I mean, I know you played at Alabama, but is it a tremendous difference in just consistency of excellence across the board of, of players that you face every week?
3: I mean, it's it's like with anything. The longer the longer you do something, the better you're going to get at it, and. You know when you get to the nfl in college you know the most you'll ever see is maybe like a six-year guy that's been developing you get to the nfl there's guys that's been playing you know 10 11 plus years some even 20 something years um so it's that you know it's that thing of you know they've had a bunch of time to develop get used to the speed of this game keep getting you know bigger faster stronger smarter learning things and you know i think it's you know it's a great thing to be around because you know you have to accelerate yourself in the way you do things. You can't can't take things slow. You have to kind of step up the pace and you know start playing at their level. And then when you get there, then you start getting better.
0: And then Landon, finally, you know, can you get? How do you feel you've made progress? What kind of progress have you made um, in in this time on the field, moving around to a couple of positions? But at this point, do you feel you're, you you're you're making the kind of progress you want to make?
3: Yeah, I mean I'm I like to kind of be process oriented in the way I do things. So it's you know, every every day I sit down and I say, you know, what are the things I wanna work on today in practice? And I try to be very specific with those things. And then, you know, I come back after practice, watch the film, evaluate it, talk to the coaches, talk to other players and say, you know, did did I do this right? You know, did was I was I able to accomplish the things I wanted to? And then did you see anything that I could do differently to improve my game? And that's just, you know, it's, it's doing that every single day. And you can't, you can't ever get tired of it. I don't, I mean, I don't get tired of it, but that's, you know, that's just
0: how I like to do things. Landon, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. Good luck this week. Of course. Thank you. Quez Watkins, second year receiver, Southern Mississippi, big time player. Coming on strong. And the reason? He took the offseason very, very seriously. Quez, uh, I want to get to know you a little bit here in this interview. And, and I'm looking at, the, at your bio, and there's a couple things that are interesting to me. Your favorite athlete, Michael Jordan. Um, so you're a little kid watching basketball, right? I mean, just watching this incredible athlete. Tell me what you thought about Michael Jordan, why he was so great. What, as you've gotten older you know, and you can appreciate how dominant he was. Can you put into perspective what you thought of him as a player and what he his career means to you now that you're a professional athlete?
1: As I got older, you know, I kind of, you know, started learning more about him and everything he did for the game and outside of the game. It's just like he embraced everything. Like, um, And when he had to play against the Pistons, he embraced that, you know, that was gonna beat him up every game and then you know he's gonna like get double teamed every game and then he was just, you know, still going out there competing and working. It, it Stop.
0: Feel good. I mean that 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 must be kinda of like, hey, he wouldn't let anybody beat him. Does that mean something to you now that you're a professional having that kind of attitude?
1: Yeah, you gotta have the want to, and he had the want to. He always had the want to.
0: Yeah, I mean, and nobody—you're right. Nobody could. Everybody doubled him. Everybody—he—he he was the man every single night. He—he he delivered every single night. incredible player. And I also noticed that you really—you've um, modeled your game after some receivers that are interesting guys: Calvin Ridley, Stefon Diggs, Devonte Adams. Did, are, are you the kind of guy in your in your life that where you kind of watch and and literally like watch film on other receivers and study what they do?
1: Yeah, I'm one of those guys that you know in the off season I kind of. Uh, I kinda of watch Stefan Diggs and uh Calvin Ridley. I just watched their, you know, their whole season games, their targets, um, they made, you know, catches they didn't make. Just really, you know, being detailed on how they move and how they get open.
0: And then can you take some of that stuff and have you taken some of that stuff and applied it to your game?
1: Yeah, I have. And it's been helping me uh a lot. that's
0: so why do you think you've made such a big jump from year one to year two?
1: Just having, you know, more confidence and then being able to have an off season and put in the work, get around the right guys and the right resources, and then just being able to apply it on the field.
0: So, so, Quez, what was it like for you last year? How how much of a transition was it to go from college to the NFL and really not to have a lot of on-field time in the spring? No preseason games. Like, looking back, now that you've had some success and you're building and you're growing, your confidence is growing, what was last year like for you?
1: Um, Last year, you know, it was a a learning experience. You know, I came in and I was trying to, you know, I was trying to earn a spot. I was trying to, you know, be on the roster, but also trying to juggle these plays that I got to learn so quickly and then adapt to the game, the speed, the speed of the game. And then it was just a lot to adapt to. And um, I feel like I grasped it, you know, more at the end of the season. And that kind of allowed me to bring it to this year.
0: Did you feel that confidence right away when you when you came in this year in the spring for those few days and then into training camp? Were you already feeling it then? Or was it something that, that grew throughout the preseason and throughout training camp?
1: It kind um, of, through OTAs, it was like, all uh, right, you know, I'm getting a feel of everything. I'm moving, you know, how I'm moving, and I'm watching how I'm moving. It's kind of different. So coming into training camp, I kind of had that confidence of, uh, you know, what what I wanted to do and the task I had at hand.
0: So what is your mindset now when you're on the field?
1: Uh, just be the best player, be the best player I can be, honestly. Uh, help my team uh, win games and uh, do my 111, do my part.
0: So when you're on the field, do you feel like, you know, you're – you can't be. Do you have any of that Michael Jordan? I know you're not at Michael Jordan level, of course, right now. But do you feel <laughs> any of that? But you, but you feel like you feel that like you're going to line up against that guy across from you, and you're going to win every time.
1: Yeah, I do, because I, you know, I, I study him, and uh, I know I know how to win, and uh, in my certain routes. So I put myself in those positions to win.
0: How How's the chemistry with Jalen come along? And the, the, he clearly has confidence in you. Um, that must make you feel great about the fact that you've worked so hard and that you've earned his trust and that you've stepped up and made big plays.
1: Um, with Jalen, you know, we kind of been working since last offseason, and I, you know, it's just been growing. And with the games and stuff for it to translate into game, is our relationship is just growing and growing as you know each week go.
0: So, Quez, what do you know about the the Raiders and what they do defensively? I know it's early in the week, but have you had a chance to really get a feel for what they do?
1: Yeah, I do um two of the guys, um, I know they got filling in, well one guy that got filling in, um, kinda of played against him in college and um Casey Hayward, I kinda um met up with him this off season uh, while we was in Atlanta. So um, you know, I kinda got a nice feel with those two guys and um, you know, as we go on and we'll watch more tape and uh, get a feel for everybody else.
0: The, the the number of snaps are going up, the, the reps are going up. Do you feel that you've, even from the start of the season to now six weeks in, six games in, that you've gotten a lot better because you're getting a lot more reps that every time you're on the field, you you can honestly feel more comfortable and more confident as you're playing faster?
1: Yeah, I do. Because, you know, i been on a field that's, that's kind of where your most confidence comes from, just being able to, you know, being active in a game. It's hard to have confidence as you're not not playing so the more snaps i get the more my confidence grows
0: and then quez finally here what is the what is the team thinking right now two and four on the road at vegas this week um how, how's this team's mindset
1: uh so it's, it's a must win for us you know just like every week uh coming in you know we know it's gonna be a dog fight we're gonna keep fighting because we you know for the dogs.
0: And that will do it for this episode of the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. We thank you so much for joining us. If you have a moment to give us a review, we love the five stars. There's a link in the details section of your podcast library. Thanks to Peter Kelly, Julie McLaughlin, Ray Doyle for their work on this podcast. We're back with our Instant Reaction podcast following the Eagles-Raiders game on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Thanks for joining everyone. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadero. Have yourselves a great Eagles Day. Fly, Eagles, fly, and go Birds! E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles!